0: We think that in the future, banking services need to be pushed out to the edges. And by that, I mean they need to be accessible in more places. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show.
1: Welcome to another episode of Payments Innovation podcast. This is your host Chris Antoana with Currency Cloud, and today I'm happy to have Jeremy Black from Every Financial. Jeremy, how are you?
0: I'm great, Chris.
1: How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks. Always good to have a conversation with you. And for our listeners, you know, I'm really impressed with Every Financial and what you guys are creating over there. It'd be good to, a, you know, a brief background of your history and how you came about to start up Every Financial for our listeners.
0: Yeah, no no for sure and this is something you and I have talked about a little bit in the past definitely. So I was I was an online entrepreneur uh before that term sort of existed. So I think sort of pre-Shopify, pre-Stripe days. I ran a relatively successful e-commerce operation focused in the music industry. And since then had gone on to, you know, various roles in the, in the tech community and spent a lot of time in the bank through some enterprise software companies and sort of had this itch to go back to servicing, you know, entrepreneurs or the entrepreneur that I used to be and uh, saw a great opportunity to really go and target this next generation of online entrepreneurs, the people that start, start stores on Shopify or run micro SaaS businesses or have digital freelance operations. And, uh, and that brought us to today with Every.
1: Yeah. And I guess going through it, you know, for yourself, you were able to experience the, the challenges that you face as an entrepreneur and, and obviously creating Every, You're going about in facing those challenges and fixing them and bringing the entrepreneurs a, a better market in regards to the finance world. Can you speak about, you know, specific challenges that you saw uh that you they are aiming to fix with every?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, back when I ran that e-commerce business, oh, so, you know, 12 years ago, you know, there were there were many many challenges in in starting a business online, uh including the processing of payments, including digital advertising, including simple things like shipping that we take for granted today. Fast forward to today, we've largely solved those problems, but the finance industry hasn't sort of come along for the ride and so If you think about the difference between the experience you have with Shopify and the experience you have sort of managing your banking day-to-day as an entrepreneur you know, we think there's a huge gap there and we think there's room for somebody to come in and create a service that looks and feels a lot more like the platforms these people are already using to run their business.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Now, how does it typically work with a company, let's say like Shopify? So, I mean, I guess you guys are coming in to kind of automate and have the finance talk uh, to each other, but how does the process typically work and where are you guys coming in to fix those challenges?
0: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, if you were to set up a Shopify store today and you were to engage Shopify to collect credit card payments on your behalf, they're going to ask you where you want those funds settled to. And you need to provide them with information for an external bank account that they can send the funds to. Now, what most people are doing when they start their businesses, and probably up into a point that's too far into the future for the perspective of the revenue, they're running these businesses out of personal bank accounts. So they're providing Shopify with personal bank account details, Shopify sending payment settlements to those personal bank accounts. And it makes it really difficult for that entrepreneur to sort of at a glance, get an assessment of their position, plus do their bookkeeping, plus sort of make tax preparation easy. And so we just think, you know, first and foremost, if you're an online entrepreneur and things are sort of getting serious, right? Uh, You're having some success. We think step one in getting organized on the finance side is just get a business bank account and start to separate personal and business finances. And our goal is to be the easiest way to do that. We try to get customers in in less than 10 minutes, you know, which is incredible when you think about the experience with uh, maybe a traditional financial institution.
1: Yeah. And, you know, my experience talking with Many startups and, and experienced platforms as well. There's definitely a need for something like this. So, you know, really congratulate to you uh, for, for coming about with this. And if you could speak about um, some of the features uh, within Every that are you know, pinpointing some of the, the day-to-day for entrepreneurs.
0: Yeah, so we think that in the future, banking services need to be pushed out to the edges. And by that, I mean they need to be accessible in more places and sort of become more like electricity, right? Like banking isn't the thing. Entrepreneurs don't wake up every day thinking, "Wow, I really I, you know, I'd really like to make some progress on my banking." It's just sort of the thing that powers the more important things like how you acquire customers, how you how you sell goods and services more profitably, how you manage your team. And so, our goal is to really create a very simple money in, money out experience that acts Like a utility for these entrepreneurs, it's somewhere for them to store money and a place where they can move money and sort of nothing more, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And I'm interested to know, you know, given your research, I guess, you know, starting a business, you assume you you would need to use a personal account or a bank account. So what is your, I guess, traction in regards to adoption, you know, getting entrepreneurs to kind of use a technology platform as a a norm rather than, you know, your normal bank uh, banking partner?
0: Yeah. So, geez, that's a good question. I mean, I think it's hard to sort of make generalized statements about this market of entrepreneurs. I mean, that's, that's one of the, one of the things we love about this group of customers is that they're so hard to sort of pin down. But the, the, the common threads really are for them, you know, just easy and simple access to your funds and easy ways to move that money so that you can pay a vendor or be paid from, from a company like Shopify. It's really about doing the seemingly simple things really, really well. Communicate well with the customer around sort of account limits. Communicate really well with the customer about how long it's going to take a payment to arrive when they send it over the ACH rails, you know, to a vendor. And so those are really the common threads that we're targeting with customers.
1: Yeah. And do you feel that the, the banks sort of missed the curve on this or was not a focus? Because definitely, you know, you going through it, there was definitely pain points there. Does it something that the bank just doesn't, majority of the banks don't want to take initiative with, you know, because there are focuses on small businesses. So I'm just interested to know if they've, they've sort of missed the curve on this or it's just not a focus?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a matter of market segmentation to some degree. You know, there's a certain scale of business where it makes a lot of sense to go work with a traditional financial institution and they service those businesses very well but there's a whole other segment of businesses which we think sort of represent the next generation of online businesses that have much more simplified needs than maybe what a traditional bank would view a small business having so many of the entrepreneurs that we're targeting at least today they don't view borrowing as their number one priority from a banking services perspective and so for a traditional financial institution to work with that customer and turn them into a profitable customer in the absence of lending probably isn't very interesting for them. So it's not a, it's not as though the traditional banks do a bad job in any respect. It's just that we're targeting a segment of the population that, quite frankly, they don't target.
1: Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. And we seem to have the same type of relationships as a company is looking for international payments or for an exchange. We're able to help facilitate that. You know, if they're looking for a full service in, in mortgage and lending, then obviously the banking partner might be the better route so we're seeing this with an API technology with companies like yourself the ability to partner so when you have built out your platform can you talk a bit about the different partnerships that you know came about for you to to help facilitate uh, your business whether it's banking partners technology partners you know how you put together the every uh, financial app
0: yeah so at our core we are a challenger bank much like you know, from an operating perspective, much like many of the other challenger banks that you see in Europe and, and on this side of the pond in America. You know, so we we effectively need three key vendors to to stand up our business from an operations perspective. And, you know, these are very difficult relationships to stand up. They require a tremendous amount of thoughtfulness in terms of how you orchestrate the relationships. But once everybody sort of has confidence, you can get to market and things become a little bit easier. But so for us, that's a network. So Visa is our network of choice in terms of card issuance and uh, the ability to transact using that payment method at point of sale uh you need a bank partner we have a bank partner in Manhattan that you know has just been fantastic in working with us to identify the unique needs and challenges of this market from a compliance and regulation perspective and then you need a processing partner which sort of helps you manage the ledger of transactions and then post transactions to the corresponding network association so those three partners really form the foundation of our operating model and then on top of that we look at partners like like currency cloud in order to help us facilitate features and functionality that would be just too difficult for one company to build on their own
1: so yeah, and I know you know you're based uh, currently in Toronto. You have, as far as yourself, your business is operating in the U.S. Now, in regards to you know where you decide to 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 bring your business about, how do you go about doing that? In regards to you know the research you've done, where you want to launch, and and kind of deciding where to go to market.
0: It's interesting. There's a bunch of factors, you know, first and foremost, as we think about the customer, right? Where is the customer need the greatest? And, you know, we sort of made a determination, you know, as the team sitting in Toronto that we understood the U.S. market very well. And that would be a good first point of entry for our product, given that there are 12,000 financial institutions in the U.S. that only a small handful under 10 will allow you to open a small business account online. Even still, those accounts aren't open instantaneously. So there's a lot of opportunity just around how do you reduce the friction in getting a business bank account uh, in the U.S. market? Certainly, the consideration after that is, you know, if our goal is to push banking out to the edges, if our goal is to work with the Shopify's of the world to enable banking services from within their platforms, we need to be thinking about global scale from day one. And most of our ability to move into new markets is going to be based on the regulatory environment in those markets, and and it's fairly good and fairly positive across. You know, across Europe, across Canada, and other sort of Western banking markets.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting, and as we discover our landscape as well, you know, coming from the UK over to the US, a bit different regulatory challenges, and, and just about getting that education and, and understanding that, especially here in the states, is really important to get to market. And I did want to touch on one thing, I guess, before we close out. You did mention bringing banking banking to a company like Shopify. Now, you know, traditionally you know, sending files to banks and and having to go outside of the ecosystem to supply these types of services where you're actually providing banking services within a tech environment. I guess over the next, you know, five to 10 years, do you see more technology companies going after the banking types of relationships, trying to go after, you know, holding liquidity maybe for their clients as it's becoming more transparent uh, with these uh, technology companies?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's interesting that you use the word liquidity, right? Because for me, I think it's sort of a downstream effect of, what the ideal customer interaction is in the future. And I believe, and the data from our customers is telling us that you know, customers are using FreshBooks and Shopify and MindBody and Jobber and all of these SMB platforms as an operating system for their business. And it just makes sense for them to continue to go to those operating systems for new products and services. And banking services Are are no different with the exception of they're much more difficult to stand up from the perspective of that platform. So anything that we can do to help enhance the customer experience in those platforms by bringing banking services to bear and again, enhancing the customer experience in the products in those platforms, that's the path that we're on. Certainly over time, as you think about money moving from sort of legacy paper-based methods of movement to digital methods, you start to see a pretty interesting picture emerge of sort of digital money in, money out happening in and around these platforms. And uh, we want to be in the center of that.
1: Yeah, and I think what, you know, the timing of your product and, and what you guys are building from what we've talked about previously and, and where you're going, it's, it's really exciting stuff. So I'm glad you got to give our listeners at least a brief, you know, intelligence of what you're building and exciting to see how it grows. So, well, Jeremy, a uh, pleasure having you on. Always good speaking with you. If you could, uh, for our listeners, the best way to, to get in contact with you guys over at Every.
0: Yeah. So we're at getevery.com, G-E-T-E-V-E-R-Y.com. And I am Jeremy at getevery.com if anybody wants to reach out personally.
1: Awesome. Well, Jeremy, thanks again for having you. It was a really good conversation for our listeners and we'll, we'll speak soon. Thanks, Chris. Much appreciated. Take care. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses we're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com.
0: You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.